What up, though? Welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me, Blame Detroit with your boy Brandon Jordan, man. Um, we had a nice little break, and uh, we back at it for the new year. Hey. What up, Shay? How you been? I've been good. I've been good. So, so how- far, so good. Okay. So um, how was Christmas? How was the New Year's? My Christmas was great. I went home to see my family, all my siblings, my parents. It was great. Seen some old friends. One of my best friends was down there with me, too. Mm-hmm. My godson. We hung out while we was there. I had a good Christmas. Flew back to L.A. on the 31st. Okay. Went to sleep on New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I did for the break. All I did was slept, man. And um, I needed a break. I needed a break to uh, refresh my mind and uh, get ready for this new year for all things that I got popping off. And also to reset for the um, for the podcast because we want to. Um, I want to bring a different direction, and uh, and we're gonna start the new year off with it, right? And um, that's what that's what I wanted to do. That's what I'm talking about. I, I mean, I like your new ideas. I like how you trying to change up stuff. I like how you brought that to the table. I appreciate that. You know, I feel like this year it is gonna be big and better for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm here to support you. We gonna we gonna rock this thing out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and uh, the, before we uh, before we dive right into it, um, Memphis, um, I know I was supposed to be coming. I was supposed to be there this month for the live podcast, but uh, we're going to switch it up, and I'll be there sometime this uh, spring. We're going to reset the date, and uh, as soon as I have the date and all the information, it will be put out on Instagram and on the podcast, so everybody knows. So all the uh, people can come out. And support, and we're gonna have a good time whenever um, this spring when I come out there uh, to Memphis, and uh, and we're gonna uh, do the live podcast and have a blast. But uh, let's get. I wanted what I wanted to get into uh, is something that we already talked. We had started talking about okay. um, a couple weeks ago, and and that is growing. You know, um, growing up now as in a you know I'm 33, and growing up I started. Are you old, Brandon? Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> we won't get we leave your age uh uh I'm thirty-four. Mm-hmm. And I look twenty-four, so keep going. Okay. Mm, I'll keep that to myself. Okay. <laughs> but no, I want Hater. But I, I'm but I'm thirty three, man, and I'm about to be thirty four this year. Exactly. And so I'm just starting to think about, you know, um, I'm getting to the age where, you know, I want to start having a family, you know. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I do. I want to have okay. a family. You know, I want to have a family one day. I want kids. You know, I always wanted kids, you know. And and I started thinking about, I believe I'll be a great dad. I think you will, too. And. Brandon, can I interject real quick? Yeah, go ahead. So, hold that thought. Bookmark that. So, in, ladies, like, I, I know Brandon is, um. A guy that I just met like not that long ago, like maybe what four months ago, Something five like months that. ago. Yeah. But I've learned so much about this young guy, and he's incredible. So, ladies, if y'all single, he's single. He's a good man. So he won't be on. He ain't gonna be out there um, single for long. So I'm telling y'all, if if y'all looking for somebody, he a good catch for sure. Okay. Appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> But um, what I what I'm getting towards is, is that as I'm learning and trying to you know better myself and become the best adult that I can be, 
um, I want, you know, I just start thinking about my childhood is like, I don't, I know for a fact I wasn't given, you know, saying all the tools to be successful. You know what I mean? Right. You know, um, you know, I grew up, it was, you know, my, my father was in my life until he passed away. You know, he wasn't the best, he wasn't the greatest dad, you know what I'm saying? But he was in my life. He, um, you know, he was in my life and, um, he died when I was seven. So growing, so growing up majority, it was me, my older sister, my younger brother, and my mother. And my mother did the best she could. You know, she didn't have all the tools, you know what I'm saying? But she was trying to figure it out every day and trying to give us the best life possible. And so, but, so everybody's upbringing is different. Like growing up, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like you was telling me before we, we were getting here, you know, how many brothers and sisters you have? I have four brothers and I have six sisters. If you include me, it's seven. And your mother and both mother and father? No, we don't all have the same mother and father. Um, most of my siblings come from my dad, um, but all my siblings um, mixed, like my on my mom and my dad's side, we're all very, very, very close. But I do come from a big family. But I lived with my younger sister and my younger brother and my stepbrother. Okay. And so growing up, I know it's some certain things that you were taught that um, you might feel different, you know, saying about what you was taught when you were younger. Right. Um, like some of the things for me, you know, um, growing up, like one of the biggest things, especially coming from my um, my aunties and stuff, you know, uh, other family members was making sure, you know, growing up not dating interracial. It was more of oh stay, wow they wanted you know they was always was taught if you bring home anything but a black girl you know we're gonna have a problem with that you know wow. and now we're living in the age now where more interracial relationships are happening absolutely where they saying like now you know the next ten years it's gonna be more mixed kids than it's, than it, than ever yeah be. yeah like was that something ever big in your family no actually it was the opposite um i grew up with my stepdad um my mom's been married to my stepdad since i was 1 so my stepdad is half white okay um but it was never like i went to a predominantly all white school i was actually one of the only black girls black people in my school but um my parents never taught us that it was actually one of the cases where i was actually called out my name and i didn't know how to Really, because I was never taught, like, if somebody, you know, I never think that was an issue until it came up. But um, it was, yeah, we could date whoever we wanted. But honestly, initially, because I was a product of my environment, I liked, I was attracted or had a crush on, I was young, white guys, Hispanic guys and stuff like that. Because there was only a handful of black men in my um, school, you know, and again, I was a product of my environment. But I've always been attracted to black men um, and preference chocolate. But, no, I wasn't um, taught to, like, only date in my race or anything like that. It was just, like, very free in my family. Like, they was, like, date, you know, who you who you like. Yeah. So, it was just, like, a free thing. It was never told, don't date this or date this type. So, yeah. No, nah, that's, yeah, it was always taught for me like that. And then, so even when I got into, when I started dating, you know, I got into high school and stuff like that, um, growing up in Detroit where I grew up at, it was predominantly black. Right. School, you know, it was predominantly black, you know. So I wasn't even around too many different races to where it even made me even want to even think about doing it. Right. So right. then once I got into, you know, more of my adulthood and start being around different races, you know, um, Asian, white, 
you know, um, Mexican and everything, it still never, you know, saying with it, it never got in me to want to do it anyway. It right. felt weird. Like I remember one time I tried. I remember one time when I was in uh, Dallas, I tried to talk to this Asian girl, and it felt. Yeah, I felt so awkward doing. But it. why did you feel awkward though? Because it felt like I was talking to an alien. I don't know. That's how. But it why felt, did it though. feel like it? Because, because you know because, why? Because the way you was taught. I. That's part of it, and also too. This I was. Was there no attraction? No, it was attraction. But what I'm saying is, I was like, this is probably a couple years ago. But for my whole life, it's always been. I always talking to black girls right so it was just like i don't know it felt like do i got to say something different do i got to do it i don't know it that's just how it felt no you know i get what, what you're not saying, saying that it's it was because right. of a teaching that we were yeah, taught as a young age yeah. right and not saying that it was right but it was just that was just the mindset right you know what i mean i struck out but right. still <laughs> that's just how it felt you right. know what i mean and so um i just and so that's one of the things is like i don't feel you know i don't Really, care. like if I had kids, that's just one of the things that I don't think I would. That was something that would really bother me. Now, I would say this: I well, this is now. This might be the double standard in it. I might care less for my son, but I might have a little bit more feeling for my daughter if I had a girl. Okay, I have to cut in on that. Why? Why would it for your daughter and not your son? Because I think when it comes to the, when it comes to the daughter, it's because you know, tip you know naturally and typically, hopefully. You know, she would bring a man home. You know, right? What I mean? And so, when you bring in the man home, you want to be able to be to be relatable as much as you can to okay. that man. Not saying I can't relate to a, to a white guy. I Absolutely. can't relate to a white guy or any other race. But it's just off top. It's like I want to be able to feel like I relate, and automatically, you know, assuming that I would relate more yeah. to someone that's black than well, any other race. Yeah, obviously, and you know, I obviously know where you're coming from. I just wanted mm-hmm. to get your opinion on why you, you know, you made that statement, because, you know, with, with people, you know, listening and stuff, it's just, and even for me, like a person that wasn't told, only dating your race, you know, and because I was a product of my environment, which was um, predominantly Caucasian, and, you know, mm-hmm. and a few Hispanic and, like, almost no black so you know and even you know I had one of the I actually dated a black guy and I asked him a question and I was I was like why don't y'all date like the black girls at the school and they was like well you and only a few other ones are the only cute ones the rest of them are ugly and I was like wow can you please uh, help me understand like I didn't I don't I don't get like what you mean by like they're ugly like you know what I mean and it's like well they're they not attractive we don't like them or whatever so it was just I don't know just growing up and kind of like that environment for me, it was kind of, I just felt like unfair and they looked at black women as like ugly if they didn't reach a certain standard or something. Shit. So they would sway more towards the white, the Hispanic or whatever, or the, the mixed. So, I mean, obviously I understand where you're coming from because I'm a black woman, you know, with a black mom and a black dad. Both of my parents are black. My mom's a half Hispanic, but I'm black. So I get where you're coming from. And that's always what I've been attracted to anyways. But when I was younger, I was attracted to what I was around, so mm-hmm. yeah. Now I remember my auntie uh, Angie. Uh, shout out to her. Um, when I uh, when I was about fifteen, we had a a thing at our church where it was like a um, a mentor program, right? And so um, what, uh, the guy that I got to um, you know uh, that was picked to mentor me, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I thank God all the time, you know, my uncle Fred. You know, um, he came into my life at the perfect time. 
You know, because of him, you know what I'm saying, I met my best friend. Right. You know what I mean? I got my guy kid. You know, develop a, another family that I didn't, you know, relationship that I didn't have that I needed in that time of my life. And so at the time, his wife, you know, her, her name was Angie, and that's my auntie, you know, till I die because she did, a, you know, she walking me into their home, you know what I'm saying, right. just like he did, mm-hmm. and, you know what I'm saying, that's family forever. One thing for her, you know, she's a dark-skinned woman. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a, you know. She chocolate? Yes, yeah. very, you know, and one thing uh, for her, she always felt like, you know, it was racism within our own race. Right. And so she hated. Kind of still is. It is, but yeah. she hated any time that you kind of, she didn't, she didn't mind if you liked it a light-skinned girl, mm-hmm. but she didn't like if you tried to put down a dark-skinned woman. Exactly. There's a she hated. She hated. Now yeah. she would get on your ass about that shit. Absolutely. And um, and what's so crazy is is that when I when I was younger, I I think I know. Well, now I don't think I know that I fell into the um, the image of what TV put. Mm-hmm. You know, at that time it was you know. Yeah, I like it. You know, when I was a teenager, I liked it lighter women, mm-hmm. and I think that was just because of the images that was put into my head. Because mm-hmm. now, as an adult, I love a dark skinned woman. Mm-hmm. That's you know, so that's my preference. You know, yeah. I love all black women, but you know, I you know, I prefer dark skinned women. Chocolate, yeah, chocolate. You know, you want to call it dark chocolate, <laughs> hot cocoa. Yeah, but that you is know. true. I mean, like it's still in our own community, like where we like light skin is cuter. Than dark chocolate or brown skin, it's like, but I mean, that's just like kind of what the world is taught. So it's like you have to unteach yourself, and you just gotta find what you like, what you attracted to. So when you make those, when you actually, I mean, like young, like this is what your parents are telling you, this is what your parents are showing you, this is what you see on TV, everything. But when you get make your, you got your own mind now, you make your own decisions. You see what you really attracted to is different. Yeah. So. Just like you said, the Asian girl just felt weird. But if you was attracted to an Asian girl now, it's, it's okay. If that's no, really of course what you it's okay. Yeah, to. yeah. But it's just a teaching that make you feel like uh, this ain't right. This is wrong. But it's not wrong. We yeah. always gonna feel a certain type of way. I don't mind a black man dating any race as long as he don't put the sister down while he in it. You know what I'm saying? Don't talk down on a sister. Cause remember your mama black, I th- and that's I think that's one of my my things that's too. That's my only issue. That's my that's my issue too. Is that um, like I was reading um, something on Facebook today when they was talking about uh, someone's bringing about talking about Young Jeezy oh. and him, you know, talking to Jeannie Mai. We had to talk about this too. And yeah, you know, talking about how you know he's trying to not um, focus on his past, right? You know, by you know talking by now, not you know dating a black woman, but dating an Asian woman, but not being able to look at. You know, if he looks at a black woman, it will remind him of his past life. Mm. Do I 100% agree with that? No. no. Um, I, Come on. <laughs> I, I don't I don't agree with that. That's just, you know, to me, that's a... That's a cop-out. That's, that's a cop-out, but to me, that's just people going, find a way to go more deeper onto something that... They don't even have. They never even have a conversation with him to even understand what his mindset is. Yeah, you know, um, I I don't have a problem with him talking to her. You know, as long as he he not out there, you know, putting down the black woman. Yeah, that's exactly cool with me. like date who you want. I don't care. But uh, did you see the post? No, I didn't see the post. But it was the re the reason why I said all oh, because 
me and my homegirls had talked about that the other night, like, and they were just saying, like, on Jeannie's part, like, they were saying that they wouldn't have an issue with it, but she's trying to act like she's black instead of, they wouldn't have an issue with it if she wasn't trying to act like she was one of us. Mm-hmm. Just, she was just herself, but she's trying to act so, like, she's black and she's not or whatever, but, and I was telling them, to be honest, like, I've never really followed her, her lifestyle and stuff like that, so I don't really know much of her background, so I really didn't have much of an opinion. I personally said, I think they cute. I thought they were cute, but I really don't know much about her, but you know, just getting all that information and stuff. I'm like, okay, I can see why they will see that in as an issue or problem. But they were just saying, even in her past, she's always dated and was attracted to black men, even though she married the white man mm-hmm. or whatever. But she was always attracted and she of always course. dated she always black talk men. About it. Yeah. And I didn't, and that's what I'm saying. I'm ignorant to that. I didn't know anything really much about her besides her being on the real. Now, I just okay. found out she was a fashion guru and stuff too. So uh, well, let know. me ask you this Do you, do you feel some type of way with other races or just black men in general running to other races instead of choosing uh, choosing to be with a black woman. When you say do I feel a certain type of way, like you got to be more like, like okay. cause you see, you see it's on a daily basis. Like in Texas, mm-hmm. this, it wasn't normal for me to see a black man all up, up and down side as well. He was with black women for the most part. So moving to LA was a lot different for me as culturally shocked. But it didn't it didn't bother me. Like I don't know if it's because I'm so used to it or if I'm almost numb to it. Okay, okay. I guess I can go this way. Yeah. Do you feel some type of way when the woman um who's with a black man mm-hmm. and tries to um I'm trying to think of the right words to use to to, to describe what I'm saying. That tries to um take on a certain type of role of a black woman. I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. I, I It's just not coming to me. Um, so a woman that's with a black man, she try to take on the role of a black man? Of no, a black, black woman. woman. Like she, like she's, okay, I'll give you the best example. Okay. I work with a lot of Mexican people. Right. They feel like it's okay for them to say nigga. Right. But, when it comes to black rights, they're not in the forefront. So you th- so you cool to start to try to take something that's part of our culture, right? And want to use it, right. but when it comes to trying to stand up for our culture, they don't want to be there, right? So what I'm trying to say is, is a black woman that try to take on part of our culture, being with a black man, but when it comes to black issues, they're nowhere to be found. But do you really think that's a black woman though? No, I said other races. Oh, you talking about other races? Okay, because yes. you said a black woman. Oh yeah, no. Do I have an issue with that? Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, it's just a feel. It's just feelings and emotions, and it brings back a whole bunch of stuff that we deal with on a daily basis still to this day as a black woman in general. So it's like you want to date our men, you want to be in our culture, you want to do everything we do, you want to be like us, but you don't want to be. You don't want to take on the issues. You want to be black, but you don't want to be black. I mean, like, you got to think about that. If you dating somebody like that, that should be one of the first things you talk about. You should you should want to know their, like, their background and in depth. I mean, that's how you know somebody. But a lot of the time, a lot of the time, it's like, it's not like that. They just dating them because they look good, because of who they are, because they are black men. Oh, I, oh I'm, I'm dating a black man. This black woman ain't going to get this black man. A lot of times it's competition. Under It's under real competition, for real. Like, they be trying to compete with black women. 
So of course it's like a slap in our face, and then they end up with our man. You know, mm-hmm. and our you know either our man ended up going either our man ended up going to the top with him or to the bottom with him. You know what I mean? So right. yeah, I have I think every black woman would have some type of issue if that's the right word to use. That's a lot of feelings. <laughs> Those that's deep. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, so why do y'all, I have a question for you guys. Okay. Why do black men be so quick to marry another race before they marry the black woman? They could, see, but I'm being serious. So, so y'all could be with a black woman sorry, for I'm years. Not, y'all could be with a black woman for years, but he interjected, so he got an opinion. Y'all could be with a black woman. No, I'm asking a question. Y'all could be with a black woman for years, but won't put a ring on her finger. Date another race and she get a ring within a, a year or even less. Like y'all be quick to wife her up. Why is that? Is it do y'all feel she's easier to deal with? She don't have that many issues. Like I'm, I'm asking a serious question. Well, I mean, because this happens well, on a daily basis. Well, let's I say this: if Clint want want to put his opinion in, he can because I don't have. I never dated another race, so. Yeah, so I don't have. Please. So I don't have any experience with that. Yeah, this is advice from a fuckboy. So he gonna give y'all some fuckboy advice. My, my bad, y'all. Brandon, 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 and, and Shay are now recording in my studio. So uh, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm listening to this bullshit that Shay, Shay talk. Listen, Come on, Clint. Here's the thing. All right, you're saying why has black men been with black women for years, and then next thing you know, uh, they'll get with a white girl, and then it's like, oh, I, I'm gonna marry her. I. It's it's about it's not about it's not about the color. I think it's about the timing, and it's about the age. Think about it. All right, let's just okay. Why you say? Why do you Listen say it's about the timing though? What I mean is, Shay, I'm I'm 32 years old. All right? right. Let's just hypothetically say, which I'm not doing, but let's say I get a white girl. Right. I make it very clear I only date black women. But let's just say I get a white girl. Hypothetically speaking, let's right. say today, January 6th, I get a white girl. I am 32 years old. I have more money in my pocket than I did when I was 25 years old. I have more, I'm more mature. I, I, I recognize a lot of different things that, that went on in my life and now I'm ready to get married. There's, that's no slight to the black woman. That's just me saying, oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm a little more mature now. I just so happened to be a, with a white girl. I don't think it's the, oh, I'm giving the, I'm giving the white girl a ring and I'm not giving a black girl a ring. It's, this woman that I'm dating right now is white. This is the woman that I want to marry, and I'm at the level where I want to get married. I don't think it's I don't think it's color. I think it's age. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but I've seen in a lot of g- black guys' cases who end up dating a white girl. It's no slight to the black woman that, because he oh, okay. Prime example. Yeah, I think it's just an opinion. I, I'll give you a prime example. Kanye West, right? Right. Kanye West was we knew Kanye is dating black women all the time. We talking. Uh, the, the Delta that threw the Dynasty sign, right? And 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 who else? Uh, uh, Amber Rose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Then he. Yeah. Well, then, but now he got a white girl, right? Now, but kind. She ain't white. Well, but she white. Yeah. But she's not. She's not she's African. Not black. She's yeah. not black. So, but with that being said, though, I don't think it had anything to do with just Kim K. Him. I think it was at that time Kanye wanted to get married. At that time, Kanye. I don't. I, I don't think it was. Oh, I don't want to marry a black woman. I think it was. I'm with Kim. I want to marry Kim. I think it was a Kim person or Kim thing. Does that make sense? No, I get exactly what you're saying. In that particular relationship, I think, you know, whatever, we all have our opinions on that. But I get what you're saying. And I'm not saying, like, like your your example was a good example. Like, But that's not always the scenario. You know what I mean? 
that's not always a scenario, scenario that I'm older and I ended up with this black, this white woman. So I'm marrying her. That's not most of the time. That's not the scenario. It's literally a lot of the times. It's, it's not, different situations. It's, it's there, there you go. Different situations. So it could yeah. be time. It could be age. It could be money. Whatever the case may be. But all I'm saying overall in general, it's like a black woman can hold you down, pick you up, put you where you are, make you successful. But then you leave her for a white girl. And when I say a white girl, I'm talking about every other race but black. So it is. It's different scenarios. It's different timings. It's different age, maturity, money. Everything comes into a. But when you put it all in one melting pot, that's really what it boils down to, though. It do. It is very popular even today. So, and a lot of black men have told me, mature and young, they're easy to deal with. They don't give us drama. They just easy. Like y'all, you literally, they tell me this. And so I'm getting this information from black men. So. I mean, I I just feel like that's, that's more of a call. I I think women in general will give you problems. No matter what the race is. <laughs> no matter what the race is, women going to give you a headache and problem. White women can rape you for your money just just like a, a black girl can rape you for your money. So, well, you know. White women know for that. But anyway. But, but um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's all different situation when it comes, when it comes to that, man. When it comes to that. But right. I want to uh, I want to get back to um, the... What, uh, what are the things that we... Um, Things when we was younger, this. but let me ask you this: Do at, at give me a percentage? Okay, give me a percentage of how much you feel like once you um, graduated high school. Well, we'll go past that. Once you decided to move out the out your parents' house, okay, how much of a percentage do you feel like you were ready for the world? Uh, <laughs> I would say a strong seventy five percent. Seventy five percent. Damn, that's high. Is it? I mean, for to, for me, I felt like I was a good twenty five. No way. Twenty five percent. Oh, okay, yeah. Ready no, for I, work. I would give myself a strong seventy five, and I only say that because my parents actually equipped me to move out the house. They prepared mm-hmm. me to move out the house. That's why. Oh no, I came home one day. Was, my mama told me, "Hey, me and your brother moving, and you can't go." Oh, see, yeah, that my parents didn't do that. They literally step by step equipped us how to move out the house. And if we felt like we was too grown to make a decision or to want to move out sooner, we did. But they literally equipped us, outlined us how to move out the house. So what age was? So what age? What age was you when you when you moved out? I was twenty years old. You was twenty. Okay, that was. And I wasn't forced out the house. That was me. being like, okay, I'm ready. No, see, to live on my own. See, thing about I wasn't forced out the house. But I still had to pay rent and stuff, bills and stuff while I lived there. As far as like, you know, you still had a responsibility. You got to pay your insurance. You got to pay your cell phone bill, and we need a little bit on rent. And it was just your responsibility. So when I got out into that world, I hated it. And when you're younger, you don't think like that. You think this is punishment. But our parents would let us know. Y'all, they would always say, you'll thank me. You'll thank me. We're doing this for a reason. We're trying to show you some stuff. And it really was very helpful. Same. I mean, it wasn't helpful for L.A., but it was helpful for Texas. Yeah, see, what, hap- what happened with us? <laughs> Crazy, yeah. Different ball game. I grew up from, I'm in the, I grew up from the, in the South. It's a lot easier. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I grew I never forget I came home, mom was like, uh um me my mom was getting married. She mm-hmm. she she was about to get married uh at the time. And so she was like, Me and my younger brother, she was like they was like, Well, we moving with, you know, with Derek, that's my stepdaddy. Mm-hmm. We move with him. Um 
I lost the house, but they not coming to close up the house no time, you know, saying no time soon. So she was like, you can stay here or figure out what you're going to do. And then, you know, saying that was it. Yeah. And so at that moment, I, st- I think I stayed in the house for like two months. And then uh, I eventually got my own apartment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Got my own apartment. First apartment, man, I never want to go back there. Yeah. <laughs> I never go back to that situation. Man, that was, I, I stayed in the studio apartment, downtown Detroit, for, what was that, like $350 a month, uh, rats, and, uh, rats and roaches, you know what I mean? And it was the best I could do at the time. Right, right. And, but where I'm going at is that you said you had 75%, and I felt like I had maybe 25%. Right. You know, um, I didn't know how to pay bills. You know, you know, I didn't know how to pay bills. I didn't know what that was about. Right. I didn't know, you know, um, about bank accounts, you know, saying saving money. I didn't know about none of Credit, that stuff. Yeah. Credit, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? By the time by the time I turned twenty, my I already maxed out probably like five credit cards. Wow. And didn't understand nothing about them. Yeah. All I knew was is that I opened up mail and they talking about here goes some free money. Wow. You know what I mean? I wasn't taught on none of that. You know what I mean? And then not only my, you know, I feel like, you know, your parents should definitely, you know, saying that's something that you definitely should be taught about. Well, I do. I'm going I'm to stop you there. Do you feel like, you know, our parents can only teach us what they know or what they was taught. That's, and it's like we we don't fault them. But in a sense, we kind of do fault our parents for a lot of stuff that they didn't teach us. But uh, most of the time, or I'll say at least 50 percent of the time, I get our parents only can give us what they was what they knew or what they was given with what they had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I mean I don't know your full situation, but I know you lost your father and in the midst of your mama, she probably was just like No, but that's where I'm getting at. Yeah. That's where I'm about to get at is that I feel like it's your parents' responsibility to teach you stuff that they didn't know because it's like you want to do better, you know, say so you want your kids to do better than what you have. Right, 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 right. You can be a billionaire with $40 billion in your pocket, right. you know, in your, in your, in, under your name. You want your kids to have $70 billion. Right. You know what I mean? You want your kids to do better. And what I mean is, is that uh, not only your parents, but also feel like school, also feel like school should be able to, um, need to be more in depth in teaching you about stuff like that. Right. Also. But, with your um, but my mother, you know, like you said, she only did she only could do what she did. My right. mother's credit wasn't the best. Right. My mother didn't, you know, like I said, my mother, you know, we lost our house, so right. she she didn't, you know, what I mean, not it's not that she didn't know. Also financially, she didn't she didn't have it. Also, right. You know what I mean, financially also, but she only could be able to teach me the tools that she was equipped with herself. Exactly, and financially, she couldn't teach you how to do nothing financially because she wasn't taught that. Right. So, you know, because, and it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, so because my mother was, you know what I'm saying, uh, my mother had my my sister when she was 18. Mm-hmm. So once that happened, it was, she was off in the world. Yeah, my mom had me when she was 18 too. You know, and she was off in the world. And I knew my grandparents, you know what I'm saying, my grandparents loved them to death. I know they didn't have that 100% great now. They were, they were coming out the air, they were coming from the era of where their, they wasn't even able to vote. Right. You know, my mother was born before black people was was, was uh, able to vote. Right. And, and now that you talk about voting, so I want to get on that, too, because 
we had a conversation personally about you know you not exactly about you not <laughs> wanting to vote. So I need you to really okay. explain to me and just to the people. So you know this can be a conversation because you know I look at it like you. We all know that we've our people have paved the way and fought for us to vote. And our opinion, our vote counts. It actually means something to us now. And for for me as a black woman to hear a black man that can vote that's not with any convictions on his record that can actually vote chooses not to vote it's not about me judging him but i just really want to know okay. why you personally don't vote brandon all right number one no i am 33 years old and have never voted have never been to a voting room never been to a voting booth reason why number number one reason why well i'll say this before i, I get that it's not that i won't vote I will vote one day, but the number one reason why I haven't voted, we and we're just in, um, we just talk like presidential. It hasn't since I've been able to vote. It hasn't been one candidate that made me want to get out my bed and go vote. I don't. I'm in the. I believe, and this is like I said. Somebody you you might feel differently. I'm not going up to go vote for somebody just because I can go vote. If I don't believe in their issues or what they stand for, or I feel like they're not going to do anything for me, why am I going to go vote? Why would I? Why would I waste my time going to go vote for a person that I have no belief? It's not. I'm not. And then also, I don't believe in. You know, that's another thing we're grown up to believe, especially black people. And I don't understand why that we're believed to vote Democrat. Democrats don't give shit about about us just as much as the Republicans. But again, that's something that's also taught and yeah. teached. Which, so. and which and and what and, and what people don't and one thing about history, even though it has changed over time, the Republican Party was the was the party that was for us when they first started. They were they were the Republican Party was right. built for black people, right. not the Democrat. It changed over time of the the of what people yeah. believe. You know what I'm saying? Because everything. of it was everything. The finances was a huge reason why I changed yeah. too. But um yeah, but that's my number one main reason is that it hasn't been nobody that um has, you know, saying um been running that made me want to go out there and go vote. Mm -hmm. Now, other now I know the other counter is gonna be, okay, what about your house of representatives and what about um, other um, things that you can vote for? Um, yeah, it's certain things that I probably could have went out and and probably put a, put my uh, vote in on other issues and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I shouldn't. You know, saying that um, I, I'm knowledgeable in every single thing. No, I'm not. You know, I'm not knowledgeable in every single thing. But my main reason for going out and not voting is because of the presidential thing it's like is has it been no candidate um for me to want to go vote and then people one thing my uncle he's still mad at me to this day and it is what it is but he you know if it's brought up but i didn't go vote out for, go vote for brock and the reason why i didn't go vote for brock is number one i knew he was going to get voted in but i know that's going to be so what but the second reason is because he did it his, in both his terms he did exactly what i thought he was going to do and that's what I didn't like, is that he went into office and did everything for every other race, 
for the for the for the um, LGBTQ community and did nothing for the black race. Not one thing. And so people say, well, he was, hand, you know, saying he was his hands was tied. You don't think tied. Obamacare was for it wasn't. No. I'm not gonna say specifically for the black race, but it definitely helped. No, the black community. Yeah, it did. And also another thing Explain is to me, with him I, being in term. Barack Obama had to deal with everything that was prior and it was put on the table. So his hands was pretty much behind his back. But it wasn't tied behind his back for the LGBTQ. It wasn't it wasn't tied behind well, his was back anything for anything really else. Was it well was in and people ought to understand the presidents are really like puppets. No, that's you true. Know, it's the Senate. But you know, in, in that same sense, you, no, I'm not gonna say his hands was tied behind their back, but that was already something that was gonna be enforced and he was just gonna have to be the one that publicized it. My There's thing, so much, I mean, no, all I'm but, saying is we get we get enough, we get enough, and then we can stir it up and make our own story from there, from what the information that my, we get. But there's so much, so much that we'll never know. That's that, yeah, that's true. And it was it was just an f- unfair presidential for him. His, his him being elected at that time and what he had to take on because of all the garbage that the last one left him. I mean, complete. It just all was on him, my, and it was like I, I just it wasn't fair. And of course, the black man was in the chair at that time. No, and I guess and I'm end, not saying he perfect, this, but but you said exactly what I wanted him to do is one of the, this is exactly what I want to do, and he did not do it, and this and and he did not do it, and that is even if the bill or the the law, whatever it could have been, didn't get passed, he never publicized anything. For the black community, not one thing. Even if it's not going to get passed, he didn't even publicize it. Any anything. And the reason why I say the Obamacare didn't um, didn't help is because what you some things about the Obamacare is that you had to be one thing. You had to be in a certain class um, uh, of money to to get any really any benefits from it. Right. Second, even if um, even if you couldn't, even if you couldn't afford it, you know, saying insurance. Some people just can't afford it. For right. They can't afford it. You're going to tell me that I'm going to get penalized because I can't afford it. Health insurance? That's crazy. Did you know that? Did you know if you did not, if you didn't have health insurance, you got penalized on your taxes? Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, you got a penalty on your taxes if you did not have health insurance. No. So you're telling me a family? If I have a family and I, I'm, I'm barely making money to, to put food on the table. I can't afford to, to pay this, to pay for health insurance. That's crazy. Why can't, I don't understand why like other countries as big as America is and as much it money, should be free insurance. why is it not free? Why we don't have some form of, of, of a, of a free insurance for, you know, saying people that's barely, you know, saying that's, that's in that so-called middle class that we're supposed to have, which we really don't anymore. But that so-called middle class, you know what I'm saying? Because if you make so much money, you can't get Medicaid from the state. You can't right. get that. But you're in that limbo area where you're barely making it, but you, can't, but you still can't afford to, to do, you know what I'm saying, which is it's crazy to even look at insurance as a luxury. Right. <laughs> you can't afford that. But you tell me I can't afford it, but I get penalized on my taxes. So... That's so that that's it, you know. And so I know 
you and now I, I got this one over here. I got Clint over here about to try to be on my head about me not voting. You yeah, know I, mean? But, I mean, you know, we all have opinions, but the thing is, I, I, it was never my, it was never for me to um just growl at your face about it. I just really wanted to know the reason behind it, and it's nothing that I would even argue with you about mm-hmm. because you know that's your opinion, and I can respect that to what it is. You know, everybody has. That's what I'm saying. I just wanted to understand why you yeah. didn't vote like, personally. If, if I want, I'm, because I'm be honest, so much that we just have been through and. We can vote and stuff, but if you feel like no one is worth voting for, I understand that. That's just that's your own personal preference. Yeah, I would love to be able to to uh to go to the polls for somebody that you know saying that I support. Right. I'm just I'm just not. But you I'm gotta just also not... understand, Brandon. You're not gonna find one president that you're gonna fully support and that you're gonna really be like, oh, he the one. It may be one no, thing that stand out to you that right. you want to vote for, but none of these for all these everybody that's running ain't none of them really worth voting for when you think about it, but it's specific things that they do that stands out to a human eye. Like, I'm going to hold on to this this piece of hope that they said they was going to do. <laughs> you know, this one piece of hope. Because everybody in that office is janky. You know what I mean? Sorry. That's politics. It's, that's politics. That's just the life. So it's like saying that that's a human being, you know? So I'm just like, but I get what you're saying. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, man, that's um, that's my I don't as a and I guess also um, uh, it's I don't know, man. I'll, one day it's one day. Yeah, I, I think it's one gonna day you'll vote. It's not it's one no pressure it's or nothing. Vote. It was just more about getting you know education, understanding on why you didn't vote, and just you know so everybody can see. You know, everybody got their opinions. It's, it's not just you. It's a lot of people that don't vote. Just like the last election, like who, like if I who did you vote for this last election? Cause I didn't Hillary or Trump. I was like, I know it was disgusting. It was like, and then it was like the other people are just so you was like either you voted for one of them just because you, it, was, it was like it was like everybody was settling, but then nobody want Hillary to win because she's trifling and she's a woman, and the men weren't gonna let that happen. But yeah, that's. But then, but then Trump did. Trump has done a lot of things though. He with his trifling self, he still has done a lot of more things than. Like people don't know that I don't That's know. What I'm saying. I don't know if a lot. Of, I, I don't know a lot of people don't know. Uh, one of the things that I did like um, about this Trump administration and what he did was uh, he took some funding and he started building uh, community centers in urban uh, areas. The first one I believe was was open in Cleveland uh, when I was. Uh, um, listening to um, them talk about it on, uh, I can't remember the podcast and I, but uh, they were talking about it and uh, what's his name? Um, ben Carson was the head of it. Um, was supposed to be the head of it, of, of um, the uh, community centers. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be in urban areas where it's supposed to, where the community centers were, you know, uh, opening it up to where not only where it's for, for the young, for the youth of the neighborhood, but it was also opened up to to where it was supposed they supposed to be helping um, the adults in the neighborhood, you know, the ones that can't find jobs and stuff, and uh, help them with um, any type of government funding that can be able to help them out, you know, saying that they wasn't educated about. Now, um, like I said, this was a while ago that I, that I uh, found out about this, and I don't know, you know, I know the one in Cleveland did open, but I don't know if they opened up anymore. But even with that, just one. You know, that's to me, you know, saying I like that, you know, saying just as a start for anything, you know, saying for the um, for any community, you know, I mean, because I'd rather take one than zero any day. Right. 
Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Well, again, I just wanted to so, know why you didn't vote. But you still have, who did you vote for? That doesn't matter. I just want to know. And no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Next. She have seen the look she gave me. Next. Should have seen the look she this, gave me. This is definitely so. going to be something that's going to be continued to uh, the next. We're going to continue this. For sure, because this is pretty hot. So We're going to continue yeah. that, though. We're going to continue it. But did you go to college? I did. Did you graduate? No, I, I, <laughs> I don't know why you have to ask me this question on here. But no, I was going, and then I dropped out and moved to L.A. to become an actress, <laughs> and I'm not even playing. And my parents were sad. What school did you go to? Texas Tech University. Red Raiders. But yeah, my parents was very sad, and they told me they was like, "If you leave, you drop out. We not gonna pay for your school if you decide to go back." And I was like, "I just gotta go try to pursue my goal." It's uh, literally that story. How long would you in in there? Just two years, like a year and a half. So it wasn't that long. Okay. Uh, Oh, they was mad, but they got over it. Even to this day, if I wanted to, I could still go back to college. College is not for everyone, guys. And you could be just as successful or even more successful without, without college. It. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, again, that's something that our parents is better than us because they don't know. The generations now are different. They are building their own. They're, they're their own entrepreneurs. They're doing their own thing. They have their own businesses. They have their own ideas, and they're putting it together. we just different. And um, school is everything. Education is everything. But you can teach yourself um, everything you can teach yourself in um, college, you can teach yourself on your phone, on your laptop. No, it's crazy. I didn't Education learn. Education is everywhere. I, I didn't learn more stuff outside of school than Absolutely. I have in school. The world you know teaches I mean? you in general. And what's so crazy, I went to, when I got out of high school, I went to uh, community college, I think, for three weeks. Yeah, I mean, like, and school is just not for everybody. I'm just like, whatever. And when I, I only went because of, for my mother. I didn't go for myself. Yeah. And when I went there, after I got my little uh, money, uh, after I paid for my books, I had a couple dollars in my account still, you know, from um, whatever it's called, uh, financial aid. You know, I had some money. They had to give you an account. So you, you go to the little school bookstore, pay for your books, and you had your money in your account that you can pay for it with. After I paid for my books, I had, I don't know, remember, I had a couple hundred. Every day I went to school, I just bought candy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then when I went to class, if I did go to class, all I did was go to sleep. And I remember, I never forget it. I woke up in class one day. I woke up and I said, what is I'm doing here? Yeah. I just got up and just left out and never looked back. Yeah. Um, college is like, going to, going to college to me is when, um, I feel like you might be trying to find yourself and, you know, you need help trying to figure out what you want to do mm-hmm. or you know what you want to do and you need school to do what you need to do. Right. Um, them is the options. To me, them are the only two options. Uh, school, for what I want to do in life, school was just a waste of time. Yeah, and I think that's another thing. It uh, it definitely depends on what you really want to do in life. And I feel when we're younger, we really don't really know. It's more of like 
what sounds good at the moment or what our parents have pressured on us or what we see. But as you get older, you also notice, even in school, I remember one of my friends switched his major like three or four times before he really realized what he wanted to do. <laughs> so he was in school for like 10 years, and I'm like, my nigga, you could have really been like a lawyer or some type of doctor. You know, but I say that, and I you say that to say... You could have been a manager say, at McDonald's by then. Shut up. I say that to say, like, you sometimes as a kid, you don't really know fully what you want to do until you actually go out and experience and explore what you want, you know? But I'm like, no, I gotta go pursue my 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 artistry, you know, you know, doing theater and all this artistry stuff is what I wanted to do. And I was like, I wanna do acting and that's what I came to do. So I just knew I was creative in that area and I knew it was something different that I wanted to do, so, but it definitely me, wasn't. So no. let me say so you knew that you wanted to do acting stuff. Did ever think did you ever cross your mind to do go to a creative art school? Yeah, but it didn't cross my mind to after I was like, I want to go to um, move to California to pursue acting, which then when I got here, I went to a creative acting school. Did, are you graduated from it? Yeah, it was two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which one was that? Join Baron D.W. Brown. Okay. It's in Santa Monica. And graduating from there, what do you feel like it gave you? Everything I needed for acting. It was a lot. It was a lot. And it was, it's one of them things where it was like ongoing. Like you, I, to this day, I could still go there and get uh, training and stuff. Like it's just an ongoing thing. But like I learned so much different techniques. Like it made me more confident because I've always, I was a shy person. I know. I know, guys, believe it or not, <laughs> I was shy. I was one time in my life. Every time I tell somebody this story, they'd be like, yeah, right. I'm like, no, I really was shy. It opened me up like naked. Like, Strip me naked and you everybody could be looking at me. I was that confident and I appreciate that because that takes a lot. And you know, when you mess up in front of people, you already feel in a certain type of way because you gotta memorize these lines. Not only memorize these lines, now you gotta put it into a feeling with a person of chemistry that you really don't know. It just it was a it was a lot of different techniques. It was beautiful. Like I loved it. Just the art of it, just the preparation, like the things that I had to do that I didn't even think that I had in me. And when I did it, I like odd myself and my class so i don't know i just wish i could have did that stuff when i was younger but again it comes to i feel like the maturity of the mind where you don't really know what you want to do and you see your parents they doctors or they're lawyers or they doing stuff in different fields and you feel like you need to be in that same field but no you know so let me ask so even though okay you you dropped out of, out of uh texas tech but you still went to school um out here and graduated was your parents still disappointed? No, they weren't disappointed. No, not at that point. That's why I said, I don't know if you remember hearing me yeah. earlier. I was like, oh, they got over it. Because I was like, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. I was like, I don't ever want to be like, what if? So I have to do what I want to. But I knew they would eventually get over it. But it was just something that me, that I had to jump into, regardless of how they felt and at their feelings at the time. Because you don't want to disappoint your parents. But my parents are proud of me. And I mean, uh I mean, ultimately, like this, ultimately, your parents could be proud, going to be proud of you, you know, especially, you know, hopefully, you know, especially if you're doing something positive, but it's still in the back of their minds, they could be like, but they might want to wish something else for you. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's normal. Parents always put their dreams and aspirations and stuff on you. That's just kind of normal. But when you show them, you know, your strengths and your abilities and your leadership and you stepping out, I mean, that's another, that's another part of like leadership you know for your own self you got to make your own choices even if it is your parents oh well i'm an adult i have to live my own life and 
whether I fail or what it looks like a failure to you in your eyes, to me, I won because I did something. I stepped out of my comfort zone and I did something that I actually wanted to do and experience and I did it. And you can never say you did this. And I, you, mm. those are things that I want to experience. Those are things that I live for. Those are things that move me, that inspire me, that push me to keep going, not just mediocre stuff. So I know if I would have stayed in Texas, it would have just been mediocre, mm-hmm. but that wasn't, that wasn't my calling on my life. So Nobody could have kept me from that. Like, do you think that's still the shit? Fuck the slave mentality that that um, that's brought down from generation to generation to feel like um, you got to get a co- you, you need to go to college. Uh, you need to buy a house. You know stuff like that. Like you got to have some. T- you know to feel like you have some type of ownership of something because we didn't have that, you know, it's still not even a hundred years that we've been, you know, we're really like the first generation to really be considered really free. You know yeah. what I mean? To and really it's have just been 55 years. Since yeah. Then. But I don't know if I would say for me anyways, cause I, I my parents never put, I, my parents never told me that. Like, no, I mean, not to, what I mean is you said like, um, when you first told them that you were dropping out of school, they were disappointed. Yeah. What I mean is, is that going not just you, but just for the for black for our black community period is like do the going to college and getting a degree is like an ownership type of thing. You know, we want you own something to it's, your life to, and it feels like that's put in the way of uh, a set of. I know what you're saying. I'm trying to trying to instead of thinking of of ownership outside of outside of getting a degree to where you can be an employee. Yeah, Do you think that's stuck stuck to us? No. Because honestly, you know, just as many black people can go to college, some a lot of them can't even afford to go to college. Yeah. So that a lot of times a lot of them want to go and their parents want them to go and it's like their parents feel like they failed their child just because they can't really send their child through college unless you know, we already know black people are very talented, whether it's in sports or whatever it is. And a lot of times they do get their scholarships from that mm-hmm. or just from being a scholar. But it's a very large percentage that just can't go because their parents can't afford it. Because if you don't have a child, it's very, 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 very expensive. So I just feel like in that type of mentality, it's more of like we just want because we're black and we look down upon, we just want the best for our children. So we can only teach them what we know is best, which is college, which college in general, it ain't even about the black in our past. It's about college in general, being slavish and mentality it's school in general, because it, 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 it robs you of a lot of things that you should already, that you should already know before you even reach college, yeah. you know, but, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? And, 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 that's, that's, and that's in black community I'm talking about because we learning about everybody else. And it's we the ones that built up this place. <laughs> we the ones that have created everything, you know? And I'm like, we were the first queens and kings, you know? So it's just a lot of stuff that I feel like black people are ignorant to because they don't know. Now, you know, in society, now in day and age, there's internet, there's everything. There's, there's web and every, you can find information on anything. So now it's no excuse for us. But back then, this stuff wasn't put in our history books. Mm-hmm. And we were confused on why we learned about all this other stuff that really don't pertain to us or that we can't relate to. Right. 
but they hid it, and we all know now there was a, a reason and a purpose behind why they hid it from us. But yeah, I think that's what it is, really. I, 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 yeah, because that almost was an issue for me not being able to afford. So now we didn't already kind of like went into this direction, you know, um, with some of the things that we already been discussing, but um, we, you know, we've been talking a lot about things that you know we were taught as kids to you know to to believe um of what we're supposed to do as adults but what about some of the things that we wasn't taught you know cuz this is, I feel like there's a lot of things that I wasn't taught you know about that um if I was taught this I'd be a lot further mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying um in life and that's the number one thing is I feel like I wasn't taught was how to be an adult I don't remember any conversations about you know me you know what an adult is you know saying growing up and I and I'm not blaming my mother for that you know my mother did I feel like she did what she felt like the best that she could do yeah because being taught to be an being taught to be an adult is extensive it's a Mm -hmm. lot to it and you know and so um you know my mother was a single parent you know and taking care of, you know, trying to, at the, you know, for the majority of her life, taking care of, you know, two and a half kids. My sister was basically out the house by the time, um, almost basically out the house by the time my father died. You know, she was graduate. She was in, was she in high school or out of high school? But she was, you know, moving her way out. So most of the majority of my life, it was me and my brother, you know, in the house. And, um, and my mother worked, you know, saying a lot. You know, she worked as much as she, you know, she had to, but wasn't make, you know, and made as much money as she could to put food and clothes on her back. So at the same time, she's learning herself. <laughs> she's trying to learn herself while she's trying to raise two, you know, young men that she has no idea how to raise a man. And so that's why I don't blame her. But at the same time, it was things that, you know, I never uh, had a conversation. Did you have, did you ever have a conversation with your parents about sex? Yeah. I never had that conversation. Yeah. And a lot of and a lot of people do that's even in two parent homes don't. They just and that's why the, the funny thing is, just a quick quick story. Uh-huh. My my friends be like, "Dang, like you talk to your parents, like I talk to both my parents about sex. Mom, my mom and my dad, my mom, my mom. I'm not going to say my dad. My mom was very very we we talked about that stuff like I mean, I ain't going to put my personal business out there, but it was just I was so free. It was so easy because my mom talked to us about that my my biological father too like as my as at this age now um i can have conversations with him about it and not feel uncomfortable at all because of the conversations that i had with my mom so it just makes it is it was it's just easy for me like it's like second nature it's just like talking right now it's, it doesn't oh i i how do you do it yeah yeah see me and my mother never developed that type of relationship yeah. To where if my mother asked me something about sex right now, but yeah. you don't mind your damn business. You right. know what I mean? That's right. how that's how it is. You know because we never have that form of communication. What else did y'all not have uh, talk about? You know, um, we never even talked. We never talked about. Uh, we never talked about money. You know, we never talked about. Um, you know, I never learned. I had to like this. I naturally like this is this is why I feel like this is always a 
stupid ass excuse to me. My mother never talked to me how about tr- how to treat a woman. Okay. You know how to talk to women. I she never talked. You know, I naturally knew not to put my hands on women. Mm-hmm. You know, what I, mean? I naturally knew. You know, saying to open the door. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying I know. I naturally knew um, to do. You know, what I'm saying how to treat a woman. I, I mm-hmm. naturally knew that, not just from what I seen, but just common sense. That's why I never understood when a dude say, or people use the cop out, or he seeing what he, you know, the environment he was around. It is no, that's that that's I. You should I. I would say it like this. Yes, there are, you know, um, things that can be able to shape you when you are a kid that's going to shape you as an adult. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, for me, like I said, I've never been taught that. But I, for when a man says, well, my dad used to put my hands on my, on my mama or I seen him put hands on women, you you didn't know that was wrong to put your hands on somebody, especially a woman? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we never had them type of conversations but some stuff to me is just common sense. Right. I agree with you too. I agree with you on, you know, you just knew not to put your hands on a woman. It's like me. I don't know what it was. I think it was just how I was raised too. Um I just always knew that I, I don't know, I just knew that I was more more of an importance. I knew how I should have been treated as a young young lady, as an older lady mm-hmm. like I didn't need a man to tell me I looked nice or anything. I felt like the mirror would tell me all of that. Like, I'm beautiful. I would tell myself I'm beautiful. Like, those type of things. And I also know that it was just also kind of piggybacked off of the way I was raised yeah. without my parents really saying, this is how it should be. But my, my dad and my mom would also tell us, like, you don't, don't let no man put their hands on you, talk to you certain ways. And stuff like that, you know. You don't need anyone to tell you you're beautiful, none of that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so I get what you're saying. Some stuff is not, like, really taught. It's just almost like, oh, I guess common sense because people think kids are stupid. No, kids are very, very smart, smart and they catch on to things very quickly. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's and, and that's and and I think one of the problems is is that you have kids raising kids. Yeah. You know the young. You know if you're 15 years old and you have a child, when you turn 30, they're 15. Right. You ain't figured shit out about yourself yet. No. No. <laughs> so in the in the in the prime of your life of trying to figure yourself out to become a great adult, you're trying to raise somebody else to be an adult, and you don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, and that's why I said and, it. it's just. And I think that's one that's one of the biggest issues. Um that we have, mm-hmm. you know, is that uh, you have too many, you have the blind leading the blind. Yeah, it is. It is. And like, it's, that's why I said a parent can only do what they know how to do. And a lot of times they don't know what they know how to do. I mean, we as humans, we don't figure life out for a long time. We definitely not in our teens when we figuring it out. Thirties is probably when we really just like, okay, I need to figure out my like, life. I didn't be like, I didn't call, <laughs> I didn't call myself an adult. Like a true adult until I was thirty one. Yeah, thirty one is when I was like, okay, I'm an adult. I'm 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 paying my own rent. I'm paying my car note. I'm taking care of my responsibilities. You know what I'm saying? I got um money in my you know what I'm saying I got money in my bank account. You know I me mean? and you know um I don't have to call my mother. To say, hey, mom, can you uh, send me twenty? Can you send me some money so I can eat this week? You know right. what I mean. So, 
I think so. I, so, but the but going back to what I just said, it's like kids raising kids, I, and that's one of the problems where I feel like it's taking people longer to figure, you know, saying life out mm-hmm. because they they lack the the knowledge and understanding of what it takes to grow up. Right. And that's what's taking people longer because it's easy for me to say, you know, at 33, I wish I knew what I knew at 25 and I'd be in a different situation. But that's, the, but that's also one of the situations of you all always going to learn more as you get older. Right. Yeah. It's ongoing as long as you, cause it's, it. it's, it's crazy. It's funny to me. Like when I, uh, when I'm around younger kids, like, Kids is like, you know, well, I call them kids, but, you know, 18, you know, it's crazy. I call them 18, 19-year-old kids now. But 18, 19, 20-year-old, uh, mid-20s, when they say certain things, it's funny to me because mm-hmm. I'll be like, they they be so serious. I'm I'm never going to have kids. I'm not having kids. That's going to change. Right. No, not time to right. That's like when you once you get older, that's gonna change. Right. No, I'm serious. I'm never okay. That's cool. You you serious right now? You know I me. Mean? Yeah. I, I'm not about to sit here and act like I'm about to change your mind. Right. You serious? It's, it's, it's just cool. a passionate and it's a level it's, of maturity. That's all. It's cool. You know I me. Mean? Or I'm not gonna uh, um do certain things. You know I me. Mean? You know, and it's crazy. I'm like, you're you're 18. Right. You don't know nothing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. When you turn 25, your whole mindset gonna change. Like for like this, I have two tattoos. I have one on both of my arms. I got them in my early 20s. At 33, I wish I never got them. Right. You know, um, and so that things like that always gonna change. Right. As you uh as you develop and, and you and you grow as an adult. Like uh, do you want kids? Yes, so well, you know what? I really, 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 really wanted kids, but now, and my right, like I wanted kids so bad. And still, if it happens, I would want twin girls. But I'm not. I'm not big. I want to travel. That's more. Why, kid, that's what, more my thing right now. You no, ask me a question, and no, I'm just giving you my honest answer as a mature woman in my life. I've always wanted kids. There's nothing that where was where I would even have to think about. It. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have kids. I'm having kids. I want kids. Do I know when? No. Um, I still want kids, but it's not like a, I don't have to, if I don't have kids, I'm okay. Like, let me, I'm saying, but I know you say you want to try, but what having kids, why having kids you think might stop you from traveling? I didn't say it's going to stop me from traveling. I just said, I don't have the same urgency of wanting a child that I did then than I do right now. I mean, I'm not saying that I not gonna have kids i just don't really care to have kids right now i don't i'm not thinking about having no kids like like how i used to yeah it's 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 more i want to i want a man uh uh uh, i want i want a strong relationship this year that leads into a marriage with a soulmate um and then you know that whatever else follows but right now i'm all i'm saying is if i don't have kids i'm okay Oh man, see, yeah, for me is. But so many people have told me, and especially somebody that I really care about, told me, "No, you need to have at least one because you need you have a legacy to leave behind." And I was like, "That's, that's powerful!" See, that's, like that's my thing. You have like a, a it's really like, nice legacy to leave behind. That's <laughs> my thing. Is like having kids. Wait. Yeah, having kids develops um, the legacy for me. Is that I want to have kids to be? I want to be able to to teach my son. Um, or daughter, you know, something 
you know, and teach them what I learned in life and, and develop them and see them grow to be able to not have to uh, wait till they're 35 to, you know, saying to have a good life. I want to be able right. to cut that time in half. You know, I want to I want to be able to, to be able to teach somebody, you know, what I want. I want to be able to, you know, have my little son and put a Viking jersey on him. You know what I'm saying? And, you right. know, uh, you know, watch him grow up, watch him come to me. Hey, Dad, you know, I just met this girl at school. Oh, come on, man. You know what I mean? This is what you do. This is what you do. You know, you put this little cologne on, get your little hair cut. You know what I mean? I can't wait for them days. You know what I right. mean? I can't wait for that day when, when, when my daughter say, it's a little boy at school. I like, okay, where are you at? So I'll go whoop his ass. You know what I mean? All that, all that stuff. You know what I mean? I can't wait for it. I know. You know, kids, you know what I'm saying? Of course, a good, you know, I want a, you know, a good marriage. And a, a, a Super Bowl for my Vikings. Them the three things I want in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I look, that's three things I, that that I that I that I crave in life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I know God gonna gonna, gonna bless me with that one day. He and is. you know, and, and that's gonna pop off, man. He is. He is. He definitely is gonna bless you with that. You deserve that. Yeah, man. But uh, man, that was a good talk. We had. I, yeah, I that was that. really good. I liked it. I like that today, man. We uh, I got to know my sister a little bit better. so can can we can we uh we're about to get ready to um yeah let's go to wrap wrap this up for the uh for for this week but before we do that can i ask you a question brandon no i'm not answering okay yeah you can answer it but you can ask me a question but i can't sit here and genuinely say i'm gonna answer it so it's not a hard question okay i'm just saying i'm just letting you know respectfully uh, i may not answer it for 2020 can we uh can I uh, uh be able to start getting some home cooked meals? I'm done. That's something you would ask your lady friend you family. to do for you. Family I am family cooks. You gonna pay me? Why would I gotta pay family? It's not about family. It's I do I meal prep. How about how about this? How about if I buy the groceries? And then and then you pay me? Man, go on somewhere. No, with I'll that. make you a few meals so you can see like how a black woman in a a home cooked meal tastes. Because all he do is eat out. So yeah, I can no, do that I, for nah, you. That's not true. That's, that's not another. True. That's another topic for another day. But yes, I'll I'll, I'll hook you up so you'll be like, wow, she she really kind of know how to cook. No, I know how to cook. Anyways, Whatever. What you got coming up, bro? Who me? I hate when you ask me that question because I don't know. Like I don't be I don't knowing know what, what I be having coming up. up. I don't know. Like I don't. I don't know. It's I don't. I don't be thinking like that. So I don't you know. I don't know what you got coming up. Man. I I do know what and I got look, coming up. But what if I don't want to say what I got coming up? You ain't right gotta now? say it. Okay. You well, can say you know I got. I some have stuff. a few things some, boiling. I got some few things boiling. And I'm a very private works. person until stuff kind of happens. But I do got <laughs> stuff that's actually coming, and I'll be able to talk about soon. I will say that. Okay. Um. You know what's that social media? My social media is Shay underscore Sunday. Hey. All right, uh, Brandon, let's go. Oh, so you know uh Brandon Jordan Comedy on Instagram, uh Brandon Jordan on Facebook, uh BrandonJordanComedy.com to get your t-shirts, uh your hoodies. Uh don't blame me, blame Detroit. Um hoodies and t-shirts, also a couple other things on there that you can look at and uh cop to support the uh podcast. Um I got some stand up coming up. Um we're going to put them dates out. Um, next week, uh, cause I don't remember the dates. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> but, <laughs> not good. But uh, I got some stand up coming up uh, in the LA area, and I got a couple shows out of town. We're gonna um, talk about, but I'll put them dates out on uh, on my social media and next week on the podcast. Uh, so 
we are done, are we? Yeah, we finished. Yep. All right. Peace out. Peace Holla at y'all. Holla.